Napkin brown book, baby. It's for you, it's for us. The fantasies, no one can judge us, no one can judge us. This is for us. Open up your brown book, baby. Hey, it's your girl Shay Baby, and welcome back to the Brown Book Series. I am so super excited for my next guest. Y'all know, honey, I love me some paranormal, and y'all know I love a urban fantasy. Just a regular, I love me a fantasy uh, paranormal book, like girl, all the time, honey. If Angel could just come and just be my boyfriend forever and ever and ever ever. <laughs> That would be perfect. I mean, I don't even care. He can do whatever he wanted as long as he's just coming home to me. <laughs> so y'all know what's up. It's Wednesday night. It's 6 o'clock. The Brown Book Series is on. And tonight we have a winner author, Miss Melissa Searcher. She's going to be in the building. But until we, you know, uh, get ready, we need y'all to get ready. So y'all know what's up. Go get your drinks and uh, call your friends. Let them know the Brown Book Series is on. We'll be right back with the award-winning author, Miss Melissa Searcher. Groundwood Series presents Raw. Romance readers and writers experience. Save the date. October 28th and 29th, 2022. Brown Book Series presents Raw. Romance readers and writers experience. October 28th and 29th, 2022. At the Western Old Town, Alexandria. Featuring some of your favorite romance authors. Brenda Jackson. Beverly Jenkins. Iris Bolin. Deborah Fletcher Mello, and so much more. The Raw Experience will include book signings, meet and greet, photo ops, vendors, shopping, surprise celebrity guests, and live performances. Registration is wide open at brownbookseries.com. Save the date, October 28th and 29th, 2022. Brown Book Series presents R R R R A A W hold on tight stay tuned next up is my interview with i'm just gonna go ahead on and say it award-winning author denise williams naima simone <laughs> miss vanessa riley hi vanessa miss suleika snyder That was cute. That second commercial threw me off. Anywho, <laughs> y'all back. Let's go. Bring it to the stage for the first time here at the Brown Book Series. Please welcome award-winning author, Miss Melissa Searcha. Hi, Hi. How you doing, darling? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Thanks for uh, having me on your show. You know, I'm so super excited that you're here, girl. Because you know, honey, I tell you, I love, love, love your books. I love your um, billionaire series books, but that damn great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> What's the name of her book? Um, oh, Blood and Magic. Yeah. Yes. I, I love her. I, do. I don't know why, <laughs> but I do. She reminds me of someone. I'm going to figure it out. You know who okay. she reminds me of? She reminds me, me of Phoebe from Charmed. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why, but she does. Yeah. I don't know That's why. Cool. I'll take I it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why she does, but she does. Okay. My people like Shay. I'm a, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm I'm excited. <laughs> so, Melissa, first of all, thank you for being here on the show. Yeah, absolutely. And, 
Yeah, and so, you know, girl, over here, we get all up in your little business, honey. Okay. So tell us what it is in a date in the life of Melissa Searcher, outside of the literary, literary world, because we're going to get all into the books and all that good stuff later on. But, you know, yeah. in the life of Miss Melissa. Well, um, it is pretty much like book, you know, related. Um, I get up, I make uh, some tea, sometimes coffee. Uh, you know, it's not super exciting, normal stuff, you know, check my Instagram, check my Twitter. Um, and yeah, I just start thinking about the day, like what I'm going to do that day, if I'm plotting or if I'm working on a first draft or if I'm editing, I start thinking about that, listen to some music, you know, just kind of set myself up. I like to kind of a nice, quiet, peaceful morning. Um, so that way I can get like my head right and just like really have like a good day, a good positive day. So yeah, that's pretty much it. And then um, after I do a bunch of writing, you know, go into the evening, I start cooking dinner and I love food. So um, with a glass of wine in your hand. That's right. Yes. Mm -hmm. Always. <laughs> that much I, like her. I, said, I said, oh, she, she cooked wine in her hand. That's just not like me. She's my kind of mm -hmm. girl. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I love my wine. Sometimes whiskey. I'll do like a bourbon, you know, here and there. So um, I like this. So what's your favorite um, bourbon? My favorite is Michter's. Um, it's really good. Michter's right. It's really like kind of pricey, so I don't get it all the time. But <laughs> but that's like a splurge one. Um, but then just like Elijah. Uh, I think it's called Elijah Craig. Elijah Craig. I like that's that. a good one. Yeah. Um, you know, Maker's Mark, Bullet. Those are good yeah. too. You know, there's but Michter's. If you haven't tried it, it's really good. I have to write that down. Yeah. Cause yeah, I, I like girl. I'm a drinker. I do the wines and stuff. You know, I'm a red. I do red wines. Okay, me too. Yeah, yeah if I have to do, if I do a white wine, I have to put a flavorable vodka in it. Cause mm -hmm. like make I, a spritzer. Yeah, yeah, yes, I have to do that. But then, girl, it, it just sometimes I just be like, okay, just give me just a little whiskey or mm -hmm. give me a Jack and Coke, just something you know. Oh yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm the same way. I like red wine mostly too, but like if it's hot, you know, if we have a nice day, I'll like want Chardonnay, you know, I want to sit out and like sip cold white wine, but yeah. I do the same thing too with the spritzers. I'll put like some fruit in it or I don't know, make some white sangria. Yeah, some, yeah, something else. Just get it like a little in and with the white wine, it has to be cold. I'm like, oh, put it oh yeah. Yeah, that yeah, the ice cold. The ice cold, yeah. <laughs> if I do a yeah. white wine, it's the Moscato for me. I have to, oh, okay. You, know, you like yeah. the sweeter ones, yeah. Only the white sweet ones, yeah. The red, okay. I like Cavs and Pinot Noirs. And you me know. too. I yeah. love, I love both of those. Yeah, I don't do any Merlot. Yeah. I don't like Merlot, no. but Cab Pinot Noir. Oh my gosh, so good. Those are so good. Now, if I'm in somebody's house and they're like, "Shay, we have Merlot," I'll be like, "Okay." Mm, you know, like, I guess. So yeah, I'm gonna turn down wine, but. <laughs> Right, you know, to be social, but then I'd be like, girl, I'll take you to the nearest little store. Right. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, my absolute favorite is tequila. So we. <laughs> okay. I, I like some tequila too. Like every once in a while, I want a margarita, you know? Yeah. 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 I, and, and a good one. You know? A good one. Yeah. yeah. A good one. What's and the best tequila? Girl, I'm still stuck on Patron. Okay. Everybody like, you know, like the Don Julio. And there was another one my friend purchased for me. Everybody was like loving it. And of course, you know, the 1800s are just yeah. good for me. But this other tequila she get, I'm not the, I haven't opened it yet. So when I open it, I'm going to get the name of it. I'm going to hit you up. Like, Melissa. Let me know. Yeah. Yeah, girl. <laughs> Let me know. Yeah. I'm picky. I'm picky about tequila. And you have to be because, mm -hmm. you know, one brand of tequila, my friends die over. And I'm like, this tastes like toilet water to me. I just could <laughs> not 
<laughs> I could not get it. Didn't say it didn't taste good with my lemons. It didn't say I mean with my lot. It didn't taste good with nothing. And mm. it, it threw the margarita off. I'm like, no, that's when you just dump it. <laughs> I did. I dumped it. I said, listen, yeah. let's just go back to the either the 1800s or the the Patron. And it's another one though I really really like. I got can't forget the name of it. Then of course you know vodka is just you know we just out. You know, you know. Yeah, regular absolute vodka. Just regular, you know. Yeah. Right okay, so now that we didn't tell the world that we are true alcoholic. Right. Yes. <laughs> my fans already know. They like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think my readers know that too. <laughs> yeah, they know. It's like, yo, give me a good drink and a good book, mm-hmm. and I'm good to go. And then, you know, sometimes late at night or on the weekends, if Hallmark or Lifetime got something cute on, I'm mm-hmm. I am Gucci Gold as the old folk, as the young folks say, honey. That's right. So, Melissa, how did you know that you? Well, first of all, when did you start um, out writing? Like, well, no, when you first knew you wanted to be a writer. That's let's go with that. Yeah, yeah, girl. Because don't tell me you start writing, uh, shooting people and vampires and stuff when you was in elementary school. Mm -mm. (laughs) No, definitely not. I mean, I wrote like poetry and stuff when I was a kid, you know, and like short stories and just, but nothing, you know, that was just for me, like to express myself creatively. Right. Uh, I did. I wanted to become a professional writer um, when I was, gosh, probably like 35. So um, I was, yeah, like I wanted to write a novel. Well, I mean, it's something that always, you know, thought about, I guess, in the back of my mind, like, oh, it'd be great if I could write a novel someday. But I never like thought, oh, I could do it you know, for real. So um, I just, you know, always had other things going on. I was in like corporate America. I was doing the whole like climbing the, you know, the corporate ladder, yeah. trying to make that money. And yeah. um, and then I just was like miserable. I hated it. So um, the writing started to like come into my mind more and more. And I got this idea for Gray. She came to me first and I just started sketching things down about her and, you know, writing bits of dialogue, creating like all these different characters. And then before I knew it, you know, I was starting to write a novel and, you know, and I didn't know what I was doing though. Like at first, you know, I had to take classes and courses and read craft books. Um, yeah. So then uh, it took me like a few years, three, four years to get that going. And then I decided, okay, now what am I going to do with it? I got to get it published. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I got it published before I turned 40. So that was like really exciting. I was like, that was my goal. Yeah. How hard was it for you to get published though? It's, it's hard. I mean, I, I want to say I did get a little bit of luck on my side, um, you know, because it's rare for people to sell their first novel. Usually, mm-hmm. you know, you have to write a few before you get that break. Um, but I went through a small press. Um, okay. So, you know, right away they um, sent me like a re- they asked for like a manuscript request. Right. So you send your query, which is, you know, just a few paragraphs, maybe like a couple pages. And if they're interested, they want you to, they want to read the rest. So um, I was excited. They were like, oh, we want to read the whole book. And, um, and then within like a month or so, they were, they offered me the contract. Um, Yeah, I was so excited. And they wanted the whole series. So I had to write two more books and make it a trilogy. And Yeah. yeah, it was, yeah, it totally changed my life. I loved it. So what made you go with the, uh, uh, small press? Instead of just being an indie author in the beginning, since this was your first novel. 
Yeah, I had a lot of misconceptions about indie, um, you know, the indie author industry in the very beginning. Yeah. I think as a lot of people do, right. you know, you get told all of this stuff like, oh, it's not, you know, it's amateur, it's this, it's that. And so it was not even something I was thinking about. My first goal, I wanted a big time agent. I wanted, you know, like Simon and Schuster, all yeah. that stuff. <laughs> you know, I had very high hopes. Um, So I was like, you know, querying agents, trying to get agents and, you know, just getting like rejection letter after rejection letter. And I kept being told that like paranormal vampires just like weren't big at the time. Like nobody wanted to, to touch it. Yeah, it was, this was like 2017 and um, yeah, they were just like, oh no, like your book is good, but it just, we're not interested in this like subject matter. So I started doing research, like talking to people on Twitter and someone suggested I try, you know, small press because they kind of, that's their niche like their genres are a lot of that um, right. speculative fiction so yeah I I uh, sent it out to a few and um and I got requests from from more than one so and then I just decided to go with um the one I'm with now which is City Out Press and it's been like a really great experience and then along the way I have to say I've learned so much about the indie industry and how important it is and now I'm a part of it so um you know, it's, it was definitely one of those things where I just didn't know what it was really in the beginning. And so right. I was kind of like, oh, I'm not going to do indie. And now it's like, every, I feel like everyone should do indie because you just have so much more control. And, um, and there's just so many talented authors in the indie world. It, that it is. I think sometimes, because um, I would talk to a couple of authors and they was like, they're hybrid authors. Mm-hmm. And they're like, that's the best way to be where you can, you know, okay, cool. You know, you got your publishing company and they'll help push whatever, whatever. She was like, then, but then when you're ending, you can just write, cuss, yeah. clown, just <laughs> your own titles. You can just do you. Yeah. your own covers. Yeah. All of yeah. that. I said one day, I said, I'm going to write me a novel. Trashy one, honey. Yeah, you said. Yeah, <laughs> my friends was like, "Yeah, bitch, you definitely won't have to be indie. You cannot. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go indie." Yeah, I mean that's that's what's great about it though, because like you can literally write whatever you want, and there's a reader base for it. I for mean, everything, right? Everything, is, yeah. I absolutely love. Well, speaking of reader base and books and stuff, it brings us to the first segment here, the Brown Book Series, called "Name That Book," mm-hmm. where we take a little something from one of your books and you have to name that book. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, this should be easy. It actually, yeah, yeah, tested. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they didn't do all of them because, like I said, um, we had an off-camera uh, conversation that my team was like, "Melissa, Melissa Sergio." Once, like as my friend Gia told me how to pronounce your last name, I'm like, "Do you know her? How you know her, her last name?" <laughs> <laughs> she was right though, which was <laughs> she was right. Yeah, yeah, I lost that bad. I should have known. I'm like. Mm. <laughs> You might know her a little bit. And so um, my team was like, Melissa is a YA author. I was like, Melissa is not a YA author. Nope. Yeah, so I was like, no, 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 no. I said, I've read the Gray series. I've read Gray. She's mm-hmm. not. That girl is. I said, and my exact words was, and if this is YA, <laughs> Melissa needs her whole ass whooped for what <laughs> <laughs> right can you imagine right melissa cannot be my babysitter period Mm-mm. no 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 yeah no i have like warnings on all my amazon pages and that exactly but i think like we started discussing it was just the cover so i think they were like oh, yeah cover, you know little girl you know i said oh honey i was like if, that, if she's why hey y'all need to send um child protective services to melissa <laughs> 
<laughs> to Melissa's house because baby. <laughs> no, oh, honey. No. I loved it though. Thank <laughs> you. I'm so yeah, happy. Yeah, so we had a whole hoopla like about what the fuck? All right. <laughs> but so what we did was name that book and what like, you know, something that we really like. Okay. What you okay. Okay. Name that book first up. And then if we give you like the um because you have a lot of you have a few series, so we mm-hmm. give you the the um the character. We're talking about the character for that series. Okay. All right, cool. Okay. Gotcha. Name that book. It says Clever Thief Liar. Clever Thief Liar. That is um after I run. After I run. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, honey, that is That's my right. man over there. Yeah, after mm-hmm. I run. We're gonna talk about these titles in a little bit too, because I was like, you know what? <laughs> this is a I love it. All right, next up. Okay. A darkness in, is coming for her heart, but it might be the only thing that can set her free. Yeah, that is after I fall. After I fall. Mm-hmm. Girl, so you know what series mm-hmm. we love about yours, honey. We do. Yeah. <laughs> And immortals. Okay. Immortal right. billionaires. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Character, Piper Rose. Oh, that's uh, my girl from After I Break. After I Break. I was like, mm-hmm. Piper ass. Name that book. You already know. I love Fortune Piper. Tellers <laughs> pays the bills. It also allows Brooklyn access to the most exclusive circles in New York City. Yeah, that's after I burn. After I burn, girl. <laughs> Melissa. She <was> burning up. <laughs> she was legend. Yeah. Girl, mm-hmm. these titles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What yeah. is the, what's up with the titles? The titles. Yeah. I Well, the first book obviously was the, I didn't realize I was going to do a long series with it. I just had this idea for. You did not. Really? Not when I first started writing it, like halfway through towards the end, I was like, oh, I've got this idea, you know, because I have, um, you know, Piper makes an appearance in the very, very beginning. Yes. And I wanted to sort of kind of build this backstory for her and have her go off on this adventure, which is basically after I break is why she's leaving Raven in the very beginning to go, you know, on a plane um, to go meet Lux. And so, yeah, after I fall came to me. Um, because it's like what happens after you fall, you know, I mean, you fall in love or you fall in lust. Um, and it's all the events that, you know, happen after that. And, um, and, you know, without any spoilers, it's the last line of the book, essentially. Yeah. So um, that happened. And then, you know, I wanted to keep it kind of a theme in a sense of like having the series connected by the titles so that people could say, since the covers are so different, you know, it's a different couple. Yeah. So I wanted someone to rec- see the cover and see the title and go, Oh, I think this is part of that series because it's the after I, you know, and then something. So after I break, you know, comes because she's Piper and Lux are like this, you know, they enemies no, the, to lovers. Let me just tell you without giving a spoiler, the, the scene on the plane, <laughs> I was like, you know what? I, I love this whole series. Their whole banter together was just crazy. Look, this whole series, I love Ozzy and what's the other one? Uh, Raven. Cade and all them. You know, the, yeah. the guys. But yeah. Lux is my favorite. Really? Okay, cool. He was my favorite. And he was just his smart ass mouth. <laughs> yeah. He was just so sexy with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and yes, with them them plane scenes, girl. I was like, <laughs> I had a lot of fun writing those. 
you can tell. Mm. You can absolutely tell. Girl, I was like, this shit is crazy as hell. What was Melissa up there doing, honey? Right. Drinking. No. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I love it. That's what I'm talking about. Now, you. so you said when you turned 35, you was like, okay, I'm going to write me a book and whatever. Mm-hmm. So what made you think about it being a romance book, though? Well, I think it just kind of, at first it wasn't going to have any romance in it at all. Cause this is, we're going back to gray now and blood and magic. Right. And I was just this sort of revenge quest. You know, she basically wants revenge against these people that made her right. into a vampire. Um, and I really wanted to write this like dark, violent, you know, just sort of like this badass Ooh, chick. Oh, side note though. Cause gray was tripping. I was like, I would love to be a vampire. Why was she? <laughs> I mean, I get it. But I'm like, come on, man. Like, Okay, oh yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I'm like, if there are vampires, like, please, I want, I want to be immortal and powerful. She, yeah, she yeah, friend. but she's, but she was, you know, born in, you know, the 1500s, and she had this nice, quaint little, you know, charming mm-hmm. life in England, and um, never got to really experience being a human for very long. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she was like in her early 20s when she got made into a, a vampire, and yeah, she just basically is just angry and bitter and resentful that she kind of got like robbed of this human life and yeah. um, still really clings to her humanity a lot. And at least in the first book, um, she gets a little cray cray in the, the next yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, she's, uh, she's just, I just wanted to write like a badass chick that was just mad and angry and like, you know, what could happen if she got even more power and, you know, linked with a witch to get blood magic and, you know, just basically destroys her enemies so yeah that was and then the romance kind of came because you know I love romance I've got to have romance in there um and originally um so Dragos you know who is her ex who she hates yeah. yes so in my first draft I actually have her kill him like they don't have like a romance at all and but as I'm like writing scenes I feel like they have this like chemistry and I was really enjoying like the banter between them. So I completely changed the trajectory of the whole story in regards to like him and her right. and made it more about like a misunderstanding. Um, you know what I mean? It, yeah. it just, I really wanted to explore that. And I put her in a love triangle, you know, between uh, him and Aldrich yeah. and that was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, most the the story is mostly just about like her, her quest for revenge and um at least in the first book and then you know book two yeah, book two yeah she's yeah she's she goes off i think it's what reminds me of, of phoebe from charm because yeah phoebe is you know uh her she loved cole and it's just you know the the stuff and just something about it, is that underlying kind of thing the tension yeah yes and i then, love that Yes, and then when you get her wrong, she just go bat shit crazy. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> calm down. Like calm down. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I loved it, and that's what I loved about Gray. I, and I loved her name. I, what? Why did you name her Gray? That's such a god. I named her such a long time ago. Um, I think it was sort of like a kind of a play on words, really, where she is morally gray in a sense. Um, everything is like doom and gloom, but it's not completely 
all dark and or all light, you know, and the gray is just like that middle ground between, you know, black and white, um, good and evil. So yeah, I think that just I thought, well, why don't I just name her that? And I like that I like androgynous names, you know, as well. And so gray could be a male or a female. And I really liked that too. And, um, you know, I guess might be like a little cheesy at times. I did her last name is winter. gray winter um but i wanted to kind of play on that i mean it's you know it's a fantasy book so i wanted to have fun with the names you did you have fun with the names i, I like it though i was like i like Thank old you. gray honey okay great all right so how long does it take you to write a book um now it takes me uh about a month why now um, well, because, well, first of all, I'm writing a genre that's different than I was to begin with. Um, and I feel like it's not that it's less world building, but with like the blood and darkness series, I was using Greek mythology and yeah. like creating all these magical worlds. Yeah. Whereas these new paranormal romance ones are kind of set like in modern, their modern times, yeah. you know, New York city. So that city already exists. I'm not, you know, creating anything really, um, you know, outside of like the main parts of the regular city. Um, and I've just learned more about my craft. Um, I don't sit there and, like him and haw over the stupid things like you know you would get like st- I would get stuck like trying to edit myself as I was writing instead of just like writing a first draft and then worrying about it later and I've taught myself like no you gotta let that go you know right. you have to just write it um I have better outlines now too like my scenes are more um like played out better first before I start actually writing them you know yeah so um yeah I feel like all those things really help me write faster and um I think it's just a skill that you kind of develop over time and you just don't worry about things that you did when you first started so I mean that's I don't know if it's the best explanation but that's literally how I what I think I don't know we'll see (laughs) (laughs) We'll see if that continues. Yeah. But so far I've been able to write a book in a month, but, but I do struggle sometimes, you know, there are certain books that will give me a little bit more difficulty um, if I haven't grasped the character enough um, and it'll take me a little bit longer, you know, and that's just writing the book. And then of course I take another three to four weeks to edit and polish and, you know, really make sure it's like exactly how I want it to be before I, you know, hit that publish button. (laughs) Right. Okay. So this, the immortal series is indie. This is, that's not what, so why didn't you let it be with your small press? Um, let's see, honestly, um, the money really. Um, so basically I had, you know, 2020 hit and uh, I've got furloughed from my day job and I'm sitting there. I had just finished a book for my publisher that was in the process of going through copy edits and all that stuff. Uh, so I was sitting there going, okay, what am I going to write next? And, um, I was talking to one of my editors and she said, you should try your hand at indie because, you know, especially if you're not working right now, um, you can just, the money goes straight, <clears throat> straight to you. You know, there's no middleman and you have more control over the marketing and you know how it's going to be presented. Just like, you should just give it a try. And that's I thought, well, that's, that's really yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So I basically like in, from March to like August, I spent all my time just researching the indie market, joining, you know, the 20 bucks to 50 K on Facebook and like just learning as much as I could about it. And then um, I started getting the idea for After I Fall, and I wrote that. Um, I started writing it in like June or July, I think, and uh, or August, somewhere around there. And then I published it in October of that year. Mm-hmm. And when I released it, I had made 
I made more in one month than I had made <laughs> in like a quarter with my other books. And that's really? The, yeah. And I think that's just, you know, because you are the one doing the marketing, you're the one doing everything and um, pushing it and deciding when you're going to do a freebie and when you're going to do a promo. And um, there's so many strategies, you know, that we use to to get our books more visibility and stuff it could be the genre as well like the dark romance genre is really blowing up right now I mean it has been for a while but it's super like peaking at this moment and so you know here I released this dark kind of romance book at the right time I think as well um yeah but I've definitely decided you know that I am gonna stay uh indie now that makes perfectly good sense now, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm glad that um, you said your editor was the one that told you, like, look, hey, mm-hmm. girl, this. Yeah. That makes sense. So mm-hmm. wait, so you thinking you might just stay at Indy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I have one more book to write for my publisher. It's going to complete the Beautiful Dark Beast trilogy. Okay. okay. And then once I'm done with that, I'm just going to concentrate on, you know, just building my indie brand. Hey girl. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Miss Melissa, honey. I love it. Listen, I'm with all of it. I love it. I'm Thank glad you. you had a great experience with um the indie brand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. And I never say never. You know, you never know what the future holds. I may do something for my publisher again in the future. I may even try to get an agent in the future. You know, you never know. But currently, right now. I'm loving the experience of being indie and like the results I'm seeing and just like the new readers and new fans that I've gained from it. Like, I'm just really enjoying it. I love it. I can't wait. <laughs> and I wait. Now, let's see here. One of you, your latest novel is After I Burn, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So After I Burn is the latest one. Yeah. So a little bit about After I Burn. This is book four in the Immortal series? Yeah, book four. It is about Cade and Brooklyn. Girl, hold on before you saw it. <laughs> yeah. Dead down Cade Vincent. Mm-hmm. You liked him? <laughs> yeah. And I even like the cover. They don't have the cover right now, but I love the cover of that book. All the books that give you that dark look, that dark, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But that boy is, I'm going to feel like, is that tatted? You going to tell us about the book. And y'all need to find me this cover. I'm telling you, it is absolutely hot. So can Thank you tell us a little bit about uh, Kate? Yeah. Look, look Lady said the girl name. About <laughs> <laughs> After I burn. Right. Yeah, no, Kate is a, Kate is a villain. He's... He's a demon. Uh, He's a siphon demon, which means he can siphon powers from like any other paranormal creature and like temporarily utilize those powers. And um, he's like straight up just not a good guy, really. So without giving away too many spoilers, the first three books paint him as the villain, sets him up. They all hate him. Um, They're all after this um, magical artifact and, and, you know, they're trying to keep it from Cade because they think he has, yeah, these like bad intentions with it. So um, I love a good villain. I'm, I've always been a fan of, of the villain having like multiple layers and not just being like all bad or all good or, you know, so uh, I wanted to give Cade's story and um, he's the kind of villain that will, you know, literally burn down the whole world for the woman that he wants. You know, literally, woman okay. Literally, yeah. Literally, 
literally burn everything down. Um, and he's just unstoppable. And I really wanted to create a, a paranormal creature that didn't really have any weaknesses either. Um, because that's, you know, something, you know, it's good for some characters and, um, but it's not really been done a lot. You know, there's always some kind of weakness, but you can't really kill Kate. He just exists forever, um, yeah. in his miserable broody, you know, um, mind that he has until he sees Brooklyn, who is, um, a very feisty, um, she's, <laughs> she's a fake fortune teller. Um, she uses, <laughs> she's trying to like, you know, use that to get herself into these like billionaire charity auctions so she can get information about these people. She wants yeah. to get revenge on a particular Charlie, um, Vander, uh, Vander, not Vanderbilt, um, Charlie Vander. He, she, is from a small town called Maplewood, right? So all the girls in the series are connected by this small town of Maplewood. And uh, she has this really interesting and checkered past. She's kind of a badass. She's been in and out of jail and trouble and her whole life. And she brings this Charlie guy, you know, that um, he's from this billionaire family where they basically ruined her family, put her in a trailer park, all these, all that stuff that goes along with it. Wait, wait, wait. I was laughing when that was like, okay, I'm sorry, keep going. Yeah, yeah, no, she's, she was pissed. I mean, it's, you know, the typical, like, her dad drank himself to death. Her mom was, like, more into bingo than, you know, raising her. Um, So she grew up a little bit hard and tough and um, moves to New York City to just, you know, get her revenge on this guy and his family. And and then she also bartends in a strip club. And so Cade kind of, like, corners her for the first time. Um, well, for, well, the first time he corners her outside the the auction and then he kind of stalks her to the to the strip club and shows up there and he's just, you know, convinced that she's for him and she's kind of like, dude, no, like I'm, I've got this thing going on that I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to get revenge right now. I don't need to be distracted by you, even though she's super attracted to him and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's their story and they're both, I don't know, they're kind of like my Joker and my Harley Quinn, you know? I can see that. Yeah. I can, I can really, really see that. I loved it. I was like, listen, um, <laughs> it's, and I like it because it's, it, his banter too was cool mm-hmm. with it. He, but he, his protectiveness was just, I was like, dude, um, calm down. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. He's right? intense. He's very intense. He's very intense. Mm-hmm. Tell me this whole, in more, the billionaire, um, the series. Why did you make it a billionaire series? Like, why, you know, it's, it's, yeah. why not just be like, okay, these some immortals, you know, they, whatever, whatever. Like, why made them, why you make it, well, two things, because the the, the scenery that you said, man, like, why did you um, choose the, the the scenery, I guess, mm-hmm. the district, the city, or whatever? Yeah. And why you make them billionaires? Those are good questions. Um, so New York is one of my favorite cities. My sister used to live there. Yeah, I love New York. I've spent a lot of time in New York uh, when I was in my 20s. And I partied a lot in New York. I had a lot of fun. And it's just a city that to me has always been magical. 
um, I remember the first time I got off the airplane and I saw, you know, the Brooklyn Bridge and, you know, the whole cityscape. And I thought, wow, this looks just like it does in the movies, you know, which is very rare. Like a lot of times you see something on TV and then you go there and you're like, oh, this looks smaller or whatever. Um, But New York was like bigger, you know, larger than life. And I just got this energy, this feeling when I was there. And I just, um, yeah, I loved it. So I went back every year for quite a while and would spend some time there. And I always just wanted to set um, a story there because New York has so many you know, it's it's gritty and it's got its dark alleys, but it's also got its like super bougie restaurants. And, yes. you know, there's just like such an interesting like juxtaposition of stuff there. So I really wanted to use the city, you know, and it's like all of its dark corners. <laughs> so that was important. <laughs> um, and then for the billionaire aspect is cool because I had to be able to tell a story where they're doing really fantastical things, um, like getting on a jet and going to Havana, you know, or um, her, you know, working for uh, this extremely rich vampire, you know, they had to be rich, they had to be billionaires, otherwise it wouldn't be believable, you know, like Lux and Piper, can you imagine them flying coach? Like, I mean, they wouldn't have the same you know, <laughs> they wouldn't. And the no. stuff they end up doing, I'm glad they didn't. Okay, go. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, to tell the story, like, and have it be believable and have them do all these cool things, you know, like Cade flying Brooklyn to New Orleans for dinner just for the night. Yes. You know, they have to be billionaires. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I actually did. I was like, this is so freaking cool. Yes, I mean, it, it's, so, it's so believable. It was like everything. Hold on. They, they said they found the book cover. Oh, thank you. I love that cover so much. (laughs) After I burned, I was like, first of all, how did you (laughs) I love this cover. I have to give a shout out to to Sarah Page. Um, She is my cover designer. Uh, She's amazing. She did all four, um, all five covers. I have a fifth one coming out soon. Yeah, um, I'm talking about that one too. Mm-hmm. I yeah, love that so cover. She's amazing. Thank and you. Then, and 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 when you was talking about the titles, because that's why I was like, okay, what's up with these titles? It matches. Which you know what you were saying. Yeah. It matches. Like when you see this, you be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. Yeah, I, I can see that. And he's so damn fine. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Girl. Oh yeah. Yeah, they and she's beautiful and she looks she's tough beautiful. and yeah. yeah, I just and they look good together and they yeah, do. I love that cover. Oh, so shout out to say, hey Sarah, hey girl, hey you did that Sarah, you did that That's honey, right. you did that cover. I love it. All mm-hmm. right, and speaking of doing things, it brings us to the next segment here, the Brown Book series called mm-hmm. Who'd You Rather. Mm. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes, but we take a few of your characters. Then we did too, because honey, they, I said y'all, y'all asses was crazy. They want to know, you know, who you want a one night stand with. Oh. That's it. We ain't trying to love. We ain't trying to do nothing. We trying to get it, hit it, and quit it, and go home, or not. That <laughs> <I> works. <laughs> yeah, whatever works. All right. First up, who'd you rather, Kate Vincent or Cassius Reed? Oh my goodness. Oh, that's tough because they're both hot. Yes, girl. One night stand. You know what? I am going to go with Cassius just because he's a freaking werewolf and he's just, you know, he's he's like animalistic. Very much so. And so I was looking at Cassius, right? Mm -hmm. 
And then I was just like, but he's a werewolf. He might just, come. I want him to eat me out, but damn, he might eat me up for real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he might go too far. Yeah. He might go way too far. I'm like, look, because honey, this stuff is good down there. So, you know, you might take it. <laughs> he's like, all right. I'm just gonna keep going. Yeah. Right. Like, honey, what is going on? Although I won't I would not kick Kate out of bed. Like, I mean, it's hard to choose. They're both hot. I love them both. I think either one would be a good choice. But yeah, I don't know. Cassius would be like, you know, he lives in the forest and it'd be kind of interesting. Okay, Cassius. All right, last up. Let me see. Who would you rather? Ozzy or Lux? Oh, Lux. Definitely Lux. (laughs) You know, Lux Lux is my favorite, period. I love that. Yeah. He's my favorite, absolute period. Ozzy, I like that. I don't know. I liked um Raven mm-hmm. more than I liked him. I don't know. Why. Okay. I don't like the boys more. I don't know why. Yeah. Or, or I like them just the same. Like I liked um Lux with um with Piper. With Piper. Because yeah. they were, you know, Piper had a smart ass mouth. She was like a street chick, not a street chick, but you know what I'm saying? She oh, yeah. handled her own. Yeah. She mm-hmm. was she was like, what? Everything he said, she was giving it right back to him. That's and right. I like that. Yeah. I, I liked Raven more, but I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, Ozzy is like old school, like old world. Yeah. You know, kind of like stuck in the past a little bit. He's he's more of a gentleman. He I was. Now, I did know. like that part of him. Yeah. He, yeah, he was gentleman. Yeah. yeah I, I know. That, Lux, I mean, come on. He's an incubus. Like, that's who wouldn't want to, you know, spend the night with an incubus? Girl, I just, I just want to be with Lux. And I love his name. I just want to be with him. Yes, I love me him. too. say <laughs> <laughs> yes, me too. I, <laughs> Melissa. You can have him for a couple nights. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I just need a few of them. All right. All right. <laughs> Author's moments. What's your most urgent priority for the rest of the year? Oh, gosh. I have more than one. But (laughs) what's all of them? Yeah. Inside inside the literary world and out. So, yeah, priority. um, I've got I just signed an audiobook deal um, with Spectrum. So I'm so excited. Yeah. So far, it's so after I fall will be an audiobook. And then if all goes well and everything, I'll, you know, hopefully get the rest of the whole series made into audio too. So I'm excited. That'll be hot. Listen, side note, narrators, basically your narrators are awesome. And if they say, well, who do you want? Ron Butler is the absolute best. Ron Butler. Okay. Ron Butler. Ronnie Butler. He he narrates all of Brenda Jackson's books. Oh, okay. And I've heard him do like other books. Oh, he's he's good. Okay. What? Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I will look him up. Yes. Yeah. So that's um yeah, it's exciting. It's like a total bucket list thing that I've been wanting for a while. So that's um, I guess a priority this year. Um just kind of promoting it, marketing it, and um, seeing what the response is. I'm super excited. Um, and I'm just excited to like hear it myself, like in a selfish way. I'm like, I just want to hear Ozzy and Raven come to life, you know? Um, so that's cool. Um, I'm also working on um, a trilogy that's going to be like three standalones, but, you know, tied in the same world, similar to Immortal Billionaires. Um, but it's going to be dark mafia romance. Oh, so- no. Wait. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm Sicilian. I can't believe I haven't written about the mafia yet, but yeah. <laughs> That's going to be good. Wait. Oh yeah. Is it going to be paranormal? No, this will be contemporary. Yeah, just 
straight up gangsters. Okay then, because I was yeah. like, like, girls, one of them gangsters gonna be a werewolf. That's gonna be cute. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited. So that is what I'm literally plotting right now. I'm plotting book one for that. Um, it's gonna be um, sort of Irish mob versus Italian mob. Oh, that's gonna be good, girl. Yeah, yeah. and I'm studying it in Boston actually, so I might pick your brain later for some Boston stuff because I've never been there. So that's gonna be hot. Listen, I've only been here a couple of years, but I have some friends that are straight Boston. Okay. And yeah, they will hook you up, girl. Take you to all the. Then they'll take you over to um, Rhode Island, about a good thirty minutes away. Federal okay. Hill, all the gangsters are there. <laughs> Oh, cool. I'll just go there, like my camera, and take notes. Oh, no, you're it's a man. Like, you can literally see, like, it's like all the retired mob bosses and stuff. I'll be like, this is I so love crazy. that. That's uh, awesome. Me too. That's so awesome. Girl, me too. I love it. Yeah. All right, right, next to office moments. In being a novelist, what did you learn a little too late? Oh, gosh. That's a really good question. <laughs> like a really good question. Um, I think just you know, not like stressing out. So like when I wrote Immortal Billionaires, I wanted to like rapid release them. And what I realized as I was sort of like really stressing myself out because I would write one of the books and then while it was with the editor, I would start writing the second one and I'd put up a pre-order for the first one. And then once that pre-order's up, you can't, you know, you have to meet that deadline. Otherwise, Amazon penalizes you for changing your pre-order. Um, so I was like in this cycle for like six months of like write, edit, publish. And I was like losing, losing my mind, really. Um, so I definitely learned like not to do that again. Um, so like with this series, the Mafia series, I'm literally going to write all three of them ahead of time just write them all and then once they're all written um then i'll start you know doing the uh the pre-orders and you know releasing them quickly but um but yeah i was in this like crazy like cycle just rinse repeat um and i was like i couldn't yeah i wasn't sleeping i was like just, oh, wow. writing like way too much and um yeah so it wasn't healthy <laughs> not at all I mean, luckily, every everything came out good and all the books, you know, I'm happy with all the books and um, I have amazing editors and things like that. So that was cool. But like, yeah, I was just like exhausted. And I'm like, I need to stop doing this to myself. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. Well, now I'm glad now that you know how to pace yourself and you're good. Right. That's right. <laughs> all right, cool. Office moments. If you could have tea with one fictional character of yours, who would it be? Oh, with mine? Um, Gray. I would have tea with Gray too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, yeah. She's the first character I ever created. So yeah, I would just yeah, it would be amazing if I could sit and talk to Gray over some tea, maybe spike it with a little whiskey. Oh yeah, definitely. You know? that girl, what is wrong with you? <laughs> right? Why are you so mad? Why are you so fucking mad? <laughs> All right, moments. If you could sit down with your fifteen-year-old self, what would you tell her? Oh, gosh, um, that's, you know, stick with the writing, just, you know, that someday it's all going to work out, you know, and that dreams do come true, as cheesy as that sounds. But, um, yeah, I would just tell myself to, um, you know, not give up on anything, essentially. I would also tell my 15-year-old self to uh, not pay as much attention to 
uh, to like romance <laughs> and like dating. <laughs> yes. Because I got distracted, you know, by by guys uh, too much when I was younger. And, uh, you know, you, you tend to put your plans on hold when you get involved with somebody that's not supportive. So I definitely would be like, hey, let's, let's be solo for a while. But, um, but yeah, as far as career aspirations, I would just say like stick with the writing, keep writing that poetry because the poetry is really like what helped me formulate my prose, like, you know, how to like describe things and invoke emotion, right. you know, all came from like poetry, I think. So. All yeah. right. Cool. That's yeah. what's up. All right. Authors moments. What would your pen name be? I've just actually been thinking about this recently because um, if I do write something completely different, I want to have, you know, a different pen name. So I, you know, my last name is my dad's name, essentially. Um, so I thought, well, how can I, you know, honor my mom's side? And uh, my mom's last name is Campbell, which is very common. There's a lot of authors with the last name Campbell. So Sicilian? Right, exactly. My, well, my mom's uh, British. My dad's okay. Sicilian. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, so I'm half, half and half. Um, really? So my grandmother's name, on my British grandmother's name is Violet. So I thought Melissa Violet would be a cool pen name too. Have and then a, yeah. I can honor her. Yeah, for sure. That's, I like that. That would be a cool pen name. Okay, then. Yeah. Miss Melissa Violet. Hi, That's girl. right. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Let's see here. What is one dream that you've tucked away? Oh my gosh, a dream that I've tucked away uh, to travel more to Europe, like really just go to, you know, England, Ireland, Spain, I just want to go all over the place. And, um, you know, but traveling always gets put on hold for whatever reason, whether it's money or work or, you know, scheduling, and then COVID actually put everyone's travel on hold for quite a while. So, um, (laughs) yeah, so that's definitely like, one of the things on my list, like I have to do. Um, also, I've always, always wanted to go to New Orleans. Um, it's just, I'm so drawn to that city. And of course, you know, I write about New Orleans in my books because yeah. to me, it's like this magical place where vampires and witches actually exist. So, yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. I know. I'm like, I need to go there and like eat beignets and like, you, you know, drink some sugary coffee and yes, girl, you know, try to fry oysters, all that stuff. You do. Try to go find Marie Laveau's ghost, you know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you absolutely do. All yeah. right. Author's moments. What's something you tried really hard to like but just couldn't? Hmm. Really hard to like. Really hard. Like I tried, girl. Oof. Like I don't like the outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just I don't. It's not for me. I don't like camping and all that. So I'm like I don't understand how so many people just like they want to go on a hike or they want to. You know, good for you if that's like what you want to do, but um, yeah, no, I just I can't do it. I like you know wine tasting and hotel rooms and yeah, you know. I mean, I appreciate nature; it's pretty and stuff. But like, yeah, I don't, don't want to go sleep in a tent. Like, why? Yeah, that's why I tell people. Tell me, I'll sort outdoors for me in in the hiking part. No, I go walk on the beach. Right, right. I'll go do you know walking picnic in the park. I do all that. Yeah, go sit on the grass for a little bit. But... Yeah, all that for a little no. bit. Keyword. Yeah, but other than that, no. The most outside I'm do is the beach. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly. But, but then hiking and going up and, 
and sleeping in the on the no why like I mean why like I don't understand like people literally in the beginning of time when like before civilization they had to do that they had to sleep outdoors it was like survival and now it's like it's a hobby for people and I just don't I don't understand but you know what Sicilians were we just don't we're not very naturey like that's just like kind of a culture thing too like our my dad was like we're getting a cabin. (laughs) <laughs> a lot of Americans ain't either. He like, what? Yeah, I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa, if you were hosting a dinner party and could invite five people from any era, who could it be? And mm. they have to be real people, Melissa. They can't be the fiction people. No, okay. no vampires. Do they have to be? Well, any era, so they can be dead. Any era. Yeah. Okay. Dead um, or alive? Any era. Dead or alive? Um, definitely Anne Rice. Okay. For sure, because she's, you know, the, I think she's like the queen of vampire fiction yeah. and really inspired um, me a lot mm-hmm. growing, you know, I read her books and that's kind of how I became fascinated with New Orleans, really, because she, you know, set all her books in New Orleans. She did. She did. So definitely. Um, Anne Rice. God, there's so many people I would love to chat with. Um, Tupac. I mean, like, why not? Like, let's sit down. Let's talk about music. Yeah. Let's have, um, you know, discussions about his life, his poetry. His poetry was beautiful. It was. It was I have a book that's like a, a collector's thing that has, um, it's supposed to look like a real scrapbook. And it's got um, pages that you can pull out that look like like his oh, cool. pages. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, definitely that. Hunter S. Thompson. What a crazy guy he was, you know. Okay. Um, definitely would have him. Um, who else? My goodness. I feel like I'll think of like 50 million people after <laughs> after this. So I'm like, um, uh, who who else would I invite? Um you're good. My goodness. Um probably I know I'm trying to think of like entertainment wise or Book wise, there's so many people. Probably, maybe Stephen King, you know, because I've read a lot of his horror books <clears throat> growing up, um, or even Bram Stoker. You know, Bram Stoker wrote, Bram Stoker. you know, the original Dracula books. Yes. So, yeah, it's like you know, you want to pick your brain, the brains of these people who I consider like geniuses and stuff like that. They um, actually were, though. Yeah. Oh, Obama. Hello. <laughs> who wouldn't want Obama at their dinner yeah. party? <laughs> I mean, just, just for, you know, for fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I think, I think they're, I'd want like a mixture of like music, literature, um, just no, notable figures, people yeah. that are intelligent, that have something to say that would, you know, have like a really fun conversation, you know, just yes. where you can sit and have some drinks and have some good food. And just talk about culture and art and literature. Um, you know, Picasso, Salvador Dali, like any of those people would be yeah. amazing yeah. to have yeah. at a dinner party. It's so hard to choose just five, you know, like I don't know. I want them all there. I want like a banquet. <laughs> Everybody be there. Like we all there. We at right. Melissa's house. I absolutely right. I love That's that. Right. I love and you, that. you of course, you gotta come. Girl, I'm, listen, I'm gonna be there chilling like Melissa. Look, girl, okay. who are these people? <laughs> You're like, where's your tequila? Where's the tequila? Me and Tupac can be over the tequila thing. That's and, right. Look, and Anne Rice, they should be over there with us. I, really I think Anne Rice, yeah, I think she'd be down to have some tequila for yeah, sure. Yeah, I think she'd Definitely. be She put a little juice in hers, but just, just a little splash. Go, right. little splash. <laughs> Melissa, 
this has been a wonderful interview. We are, we have one question left, but um, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us. This thank has just been so much fun. I've had a blast. This has been like the most fun interview I've done. I love your personality. I love your questions. You. you got good energy. Yes. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Now, so before we ask this last question, so everybody, all things Melissa, how they can get in contact with you, all your social media handles, and where they can find your book. Sure. Um, I am. So I have a website, melissasearcha.com. And then Instagram, I'm Melissa Searcher Writes. TikTok, Melissa Searcher Writes. Uh, I have some funny TikToks. Go check that out. Um, Twitter, I'm at Fluid Ghost. And Facebook, I'm at Melissa Searcha 11. I also have a Facebook group called Immortal Billionaires. So it's just all about that series. So definitely check that out. Um, what else? Yeah. And I'm just. I'm on my website. You can just Google me and you can find me. I'm, <laughs> I've got lots of, lots of links. My books are on Amazon. They're on Barnes and Noble, um, pretty much everywhere, like every retailer online. So yeah, I'm there. I absolutely love it. Girl, wait, yeah. real, before I ask my last question, yeah. the fluid ghost. Fluid ghost. Yeah. Girl, what do you come up with the name? I was like, so in another lifetime ago, I used to make hip hop beats. So that was sort of like, and when I joined Twitter, I was like, what am I going to use? Because this is before I was writing. So I was like, oh, I'll go with my my little hip hop, you know, my hip hop beat name, which is Fluid Ghost. I like that. Thank you. That's cute, girl. That hit. Thank you. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love it too. Okay, you're going to blow it goes high. So just stuck. I, <laughs> I love it. And Melissa, last question. Yeah. If you were writing a book about your life, what would the title be? Uh, whew, that is a good question. Probably live in this moment. Because I, I have it, it was a fortune cookie and I have it on my fridge. And I've always, I try to always live in the moment um, and not like dwell on the past or get too much anxiety about the future. I feel like that's, you know, that's all we have is the moment. Um, so yeah, that would probably be the title of my book just to remind myself and everyone that, yeah, just keep living in that moment you're in. I absolutely love it. Well, we are so Thank happy you. that you decided to be with us in this moment. Thank and you. I am so appreciative. And I just want to just say thank you again, because I love your book, girl. I'm so honored that you read the books and loved them. And yeah, that just makes me so happy. I'm telling you, I'm saying Gray was my girl. I was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, who, what book did y'all read? Because that's not. <laughs> then I had to go back because I read a couple years ago. So I was like, okay, Shay, maybe you was tripping. So now I'm like, no, 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 she is not. And if she is, right. call the police. Come get me. That's not how any of this works. Right. Well, I'm excited uh, for you to see the new covers when we when we get those done, because we're we're doing new covers for that series to update them. And um, it definitely won't look like YA for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, girl. So they over here tripping. I appreciate I love that. And then too, y'all. Oh, when you, your new book that's coming out, when what when can oh, we expect that? Yeah, so that I'm hoping end of March, maybe beginning of April. It's just um, with the editor right now, but it's called After I Obey. And it's a lot steamier. It's uh, definitely amps it up. And it is about, um, it's about Rome. I don't know if you remember Rome from After I Burn. He was Cade's friend that was kind of helping him here and there. Yes, yes. He went and got Brooklyn at the bar. Okay. 
yeah, he's it's going to be about him, and it's going to take place in L.A. Um, I've also spent a lot of time in L.A., and so uh, yeah, he's going to be he's an, an incubus uh, billionaire, of course, real estate tycoon, and this chick that lives in L.A., Olivia, he sees her at a bar, and she is like identical looking to Lilith from Hell. From oh, like she's like a doppelganger, you know. And so he's like wants to kill her. He thinks it's Lilith at first. And then he realizes that it's not her, but he can't figure out why she looks so much like her. So he doesn't trust her. And um, she ends up having to work for him. Like the next day she comes in for her new job and he's like, oh, it's you. Like I wanted to kill you last night. Twist at the end. Always. Yeah. 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 Ladies and gentlemen. Because <laughs> I brown book series yeah i can would not wait until this book come out i'm just I'm, yeah i'm gonna be stalking you after this i will i will send it to you as soon as i have um arcs available i will send it to you thank you i absolutely yes. love it brown book series please welcome again melissa searcher thank you so much thank you <laughs> absolutely i'm melissa hold one second for me okay I brown bookers, you love that? I know you did because y'all just love everything I love, and I absolutely love this book. So if you're into paranormal, not a bunch of you guys are, please go check out the Immortal Billionaire series by Melissa Searcher. I love her last name. I'm gonna change my last name to Searcher. We're gonna have we'll be like the Searcher sisters or something. <laughs> Uh, y'all know how we get down every Wednesday night. We're right here at the Brown Book series. Six o'clock, you're right here with me, and then. At 7 o'clock, we're going to be over at Cruise Radio, 102.8. And, um, you know, check us out over there for a, a live podcast. And then after we leave at 8 o'clock, y'all already know. But big sis, Iris Bowling for Iris Moments. She'll be taking over uh, over at Cruise Radio, 102.8. All the uh, information will be in the description box below. Thank you, guys. We love you guys. Have a great weekend. Make sure you go get the raw tickets the raw experience tickets on sale now that's raw experience.com r-r-a-w experience.com see y'all next week god bless Groundwork series presents raw, raw, raw romance readers and writers experience save the date october 28th and 29th 2022 brown book series presents raw romance readers and writers experience october 28th and 29th 2022 at the western old town alexandria featuring some of your favorite romance authors brenda jackson beverly jenkins iris bowling Deborah Fletcher Mello, and so much more. The Raw Experience will include book signings, meet and greet, photo ops, vendors, shopping, surprise celebrity guests, and live performances. Registration is wide open at brownbookseries.com. Save the date, October 28th and 29th, 2022. Brown Book Series presents R R R R A A W W.